This is great. Chilling by the ocean, waves crashing, drink on the side. Death Star flying above me. Are those Typhons? <laughs> out and our blockade is legal. Join Robin Boat and Sean Michaud right now. Right now. This is Hydro Radis of the Rebel Alliance. Call of the Brick City Blockade. AP5 has beep an idea. Up, boop, boop, Beep up. No, the other, the other song. What song? No, you mean beep, boo boo bop, boo boo bop. No, man, you beep. mean... Boo boo bop, boo boo bop, beep beep, boo boo bop. I cannot go on forever with that. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to the Brick City Blockade podcast. It is the evening of May the 4th, of course. We've had a long day of Star Wars discussions, stuff across social media, announcements, new stuff over on our T Public page, and so much other stuff. But there is no better crew. I would want to wrap up May the 4th with, other than, of course, Mr. Sean Michaud. Hello, hello. May the 4th be with you, everyone. And, of course, my good friend, Mr. Andrew Garish. What's up, guys? Hello there. May the 4th be with you guys. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, guys, I've had the amazing opportunity to talk with so many different people across uh, our, our fandom today. Um, I'm telling you, I got my work cut out for me in terms of getting episodes up tonight and tomorrow um, for for the podcast. And I think there's going to be some really great ones up there. I mean, the one with Dave Hackerson went almost an hour just talking about um, some Star Wars stuff, which was absolutely amazing. But let me throw it over to you guys. Of course, we did our Instagram live stream tonight as well. We raised some money for Starlight Children's Foundation, which was absolutely fantastic. And the thank you to the two of you as well. For helping to promote that and to get that out there, of course, being part of the Brick City Blockade. Of course. course. It's great. It's great to see that. Um, So, Sean, I'm going to start with you on this. We talked a little bit about Clone Wars in particular. Um, And, of course, this final episode. Um, But I thought you'd share it here with the podcast listeners. They're going to be on iTunes, Spotify, and all Mm -hmm. those great podcast listening apps. About your thoughts on this final episode, the finale of Clone Wars season seven yeah i'm gonna uh, kind of say what i said during ig live um was basically woke up this morning almost forgot it was may the fourth but i right. remembered it I was like oh shit gotta go watch the <laughs> final episode it's like and before watching it i like i always do for these end of shows in general or seasons i always have this take a deep breath and like get my emotions ready for like anything and this episode knocked me out of the out of the water basically and it was it it was phenomenal i mean what a great way to wrap it up and Mm. and i want to say thank you to dave filoni for doing that and giving us more more episodes and yeah and it's such a crucial time to give us episodes during this uh, crucial time during this pandemic. Mm. Um, it was just the the first thing I noticed during the, this episode was, of course, you know me, I'm a music guy. 
I think the yeah. music alone is what made the episode. Oh, Kevin Kiner did a great job. Kevin Kiner did a fucking fantastic job with it. And, yeah. And especially that the the especially during the the ending with that with Darth Vader, of course, Anakin mm. coming to on where was that? Um, well, I don't even know if we know the planet's name. In do we? But no, we don't. No, uh, that that scene alone was seeing Anakin, uh, Clone Wars Anakin, and right as as Darth Vader was just blew my mind. Just that scene, just the shot alone with him, just through his back, just just the visuals mm. alone with the animations or or were fantastic alone. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's overall, I think the episode was phenomenal. Uh, Soka was, of course, <laughs> was was great. It's, her and Rex had a great combo there together, and yeah, it was, and it was hard to see uh, uh, Ahsoka attacking those clones with because, of course, with Rex is like. Because I was saying they were their family, and then mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that that specific line, Rex's, uh, their clones, they they don't care what what they are, and that right. that scene, right. that scene broke me. Oh, I know it, it it broke me as well. And Andrew, I think the other thing with this episode, and you said it to me as well, and it was a very very insightful point and i and i noticed it the first time but i didn't say much about it right away and then you went into the chat and said did you notice that did you you notice And i'm talking about when we look at that vader scene in particular you can look right into the red lens Uh of basically rogue one vader and see hayden's eyes you can see anakin's eyes yeah i saw hayden's eyes mixed with of course clone wars anakin right Right, and so, it, that was the first thing I noticed too. Yeah, and, and it's a great such... job on great job for Filoni oh, putting that there. Yeah, too. so much. I feel like, every, yeah, I feel like everyone went eye to eye, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> what about you? For you, Andrew, I know you're the one who brought that up to me too. Like, hey, do you remember? You see that? You see that moment right there? Like, for you overall, was that your big moment or, or just your overall thoughts on this episode, man? Because I think as Star Wars fans, this has been quite a journey here with season seven. Um, for me, Maul's Force Unleashed moment where he's tearing down all the fucking generators. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, not even that, just the last episode where he's just fucking mowing down the clone troopers without a fucking lightsaber, just using the force, <laughs> right. cuts off like three of their heads, oh, um, man. pretty much cuts one of them in half with part of the wall. Um, oh. but these last four episodes, yeah, I feel are the most expensive episodes that they've done for Clone Wars. Mm. Not only, not only because of the mo- motion capture for Ray Park, and I forget the stunt lady's name that did oh, Ahsoka's, yeah. that did mm-hmm. Ahsoka's movements, but these are probably some of the most expensive episodes that they've done because the animation is 
absolutely beautiful for these last four episodes, especially this last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another yeah. moment, another big moment is seeing that Rex and Ahsoka buried their comrades and Oof. their helmets mm-hmm. on yeah. the, the pikes. And then the moment, not so much seeing Anakin's eye, but Vader holding Ahsoka's lightsaber. Yeah. And yeah, just the comparison with with Ahsoka just dropping it too. Yeah, it's that, mm. that scene. It's like it's like that's that's Rebels Ahsoka right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, it is, and I think the most fascinating thing about in terms of this episode, the episode's progression and what this entire season has progressed as, is that when we look at this final episode, and you guys had mentioned it to me and. I've heard so many people talk about it across social media as well. And it's the one thing that we've noticed is that this episode had very little dialogue to go along with it. And it felt like a silent film at times. You still heard the action. You still heard things happening in the background. But it was so heavenly, hef- it was so heavily reliant on the music of Kevin Kiner and the actions of our characters to tell the story. And... It is unlike anything I think we've seen in Star Wars in a long time. Um, maybe other than, I'll say, uh, in A New Hope, when you have the Millennium Falcon, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. No, barely any talking happening John there. Williams said it music better. in action. What's that? John Williams did that better. Correct. But I'm saying, <laughs> in terms, you can tell that Kiner had learned from John Williams about yeah. how to construct mm. scenes without any dialogue but let music tell the story as well yeah and that's Ke- kevin kiner definitely had conversations with john williams about how to do the music and everything or john williams was there helping with the music yeah that would be fascinating to see because it- like because not to go off top with the clone wars but no no the fourth and they put Rise of Skywalker on Disney Plus as well early. Right. Um, right. It has the extra where it shows John Williams composing the music for the Rise of Skywalker. And John Williams doesn't need a screen, anything like that. He'll get the idea like from little scenes that he sees, and then he goes into his art, which is some of the best music in any movie history and mm. and Kevin Kiner definitely followed in his footsteps for not only Clone Wars but also Rebels um, and also the composer for The Mandalorian is doing the exact same thing just Rebels. adding his own spin to the Star Wars music yeah that's what I, that's what I love about composers doing that and I want. I also want to give the shout out to the sound effects teams for this whole season too. Mm. I mean, the sound effects were phenomenal. I mean, especially with uh, just uh, the the scene alone with the the cr- the ship crashing down, and yeah, you just hear the sh- the. I don't know how to describe it, but right, right. It is. It's uh, unique. It's very unique. And Star Wars is, has very unique sounds to it. I, I, I second you on that, Sean. I second you on that because there is a lot to the sound side of Star Wars. We know that. Um, 
And Filoni is the master of bringing in the people to do it properly. And I think this one, the one thing that I will say, and this is my final thought, just not only on this episode, but on the season itself, is that back in 2012, I never thought that we would see Clone Wars in particular come back later on after the end of the Skywalker saga, basically, and tell the story of what happened during Order 66 and also give us the backstory that led us to Ahsoka and Rex coming back in Star Wars Rebels um, and their survival. I never thought that we would ever see anything like that. And nevertheless, even have the talent that we have to tell these stories. And it, it drives me crazy when I see the negativity, but I've chosen to ignore it. Because not only is it clickbait trying to get your attention, but number two, number two, it's it's in its most simplest form, a way to distract you from the reality that Star Wars is not going anywhere anytime soon. Like you say, Andrew, all the time on Words of the Wills, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And it's going to, it's going to continue to tell the stories and it's going to continue to fill the gaps in areas that we've always wanted to hear more about. And I think the one thing about this season, again, and I will always be thankful, always be thankful to Dave Filoni and Kathleen Kennedy and the entire crew in San Francisco at Lucasfilm and the story team for being able to say, let's give Dave a chance at this season seven. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Let's do this. Can we get a, a Disney Plus special of the Clone Wars of behind the scenes? Oh, I totally can see that coming. Soon. Yeah. Um, totally. Especially because even with Rebels, like, just they would sit around for like an hour and a half. Like, Dave Filoni would sit with them, discuss the planet they're on, what the story is, and the backstory with everything going on. And I'm sure the conversation was the exact same with this season of Clone Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yes, thank Dave Filoni that for the ending of Clone Wars, but also thank Disney for allowing it to actually finally happen. Yeah. Because, yes, mm-hmm. yes, Disney did cancel it prematurely, but... Mm-hmm. I kind of understand why they did it because they were going to focus more on the original trilogy era and the sequel trilogy and stuff like that. So once that was all done, they're like, okay, now you can finish the Clone Wars and do that. Those who are complaining that it was only 12 episodes, 12 episodes was just enough for me for this season. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if you really want to, you could combine the episodes of the last missions and this season together for a full season, essentially. Yeah, you really could. That's a really good point. Um, Sean, any last thoughts here, especially when it comes to uh, May the 4th here in this final episode of Clone Wars? I want to put a nice big bow on it from the podcast here in particular. Um, and, 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 you know, I'll be tagging Dave Filoni, of course, and all the great people over there mm-hmm. Lucas, um, when we release this episode. But any final thoughts, any final thank yous, anything else mm. that you would like to offer to the Star Wars fandom? Yeah, I want to thank the, especially the fans of Star Wars and the fans of the podcast uh, allowing us to do what we love to do just yeah. for fun. And and I, I highly recommend you guys 
whoever listened to it, do check out on Disney Plus the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian is I mm-hmm. think it's real. I think it's really cool what they're doing, and it's it's just it's basically a podcast, like I said before on IG Live. Yeah, and, and it's it just tells their experiences of how this the Mandalorian come became to be. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you 100% on that one, Sean. It's it's something that everybody needs to definitely go out and, and, and check when they have the chance. I'm going to be finishing it up here tonight when we're done um, to, to on, you know, really kind of wrap up May the 4th in, in the proper way. But how about you, Andrew? Anybody else you want to shout out? Or uh, I know you got a lot of words of the Wills viewers who I know Mike is going to be probably listening to this. And, and yeah, other, which actually uh, I've been trying to get Mike on to watching clone wars you see nothing mm. clone wars wow. um, but me and one of his friends have been like telling him to like watch it he he right. is going to get to it um <laughs> just has a lot to catch up on but right. it's like better, well, be, be, better late than never right exactly Oof, um but yeah mike is i've shown mike like clips and stuff and it's gotten him more interested in it right um and also, they added new icons to Disney Plus. So, oh, I know. Thank uh, you for changing my to Captain Rex. I, I mean, you could have. I mean, you could have done it yourself, but oh, like, but I. Hey, you. hey, you're being changed to Captain Rex, so. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna be changing mine soon. So, is Ahsoka yeah, I, available on there? Um, I don't yeah, know. Ahsoka oh, is, okay. and they um, actually because it was Rebels and Ahsoka first, but they switched it. To the Clone Wars Ahsoka. So, nice. how, how do you uh, change it? Uh, <laughs> I'm, do, I'm well, doing it right now. There well, we go. go. Go into Edit Profile on the main menu. Everybody, listen yeah. to this. This is the way to do it. <laughs> yes, actually. PSA. Go, go to the account, and then there should be an option to change the icon. Wait, oh, yeah, I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have confirmation. Got it. Okay, I got it. I'm Ahsoka. I'm Ahsoka. I like the way you just said that. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm Maul. That makes sense. That makes sense. Wow. Um, but the other thing I do want to discuss, which we yeah, talked sure. briefly on it, was the ship going down. Ooh, of yes, how it kind of made me think of the Titanic ship going down. Yeah, like that the way it just disappears into the abyss behind yeah, the clouds and everything. Your my mind was different. Mine was thinking of more the Black Widow scene in the from the trailer. Yeah, I can see that too. That's interesting. But Andrew, talk more about that. Talk more about that Titanic yeah. scene, just because it's very fascinating. Just the way it's shot, because yeah. If you remember, I'm not even just referencing the movie, the Titanic, but from the accounts of the witnesses in real life seeing it go down, the boats, the lifeboats and everything were at least kind of like a distance away, like the Y-Wing was, um, just seeing the ship just disappear into the abyss. That's the kind of connection I got. You see this massive ship just disappearing and basically being destroyed, essentially. Um, yeah, that's fascinating. I, and I think yeah. that that's one of the things that really, I mean, Sean and I have noticed this, you have noticed this as well, Andrew, and Scott has noticed this, 
is that when it comes to Star Wars and when it comes to the franchises we like, they pull from different aspects of not just, you know, animated shows and other things that we have available to us in terms of the fandom and things that we like to watch. But they pull from different films and they pull from different directing styles. Uh And I think that it's fantastic that Sean has a certain way of looking at it. You ha- it all it comes from a certain point of view, right? <laughs> like that's literally that's literally Okay, Obi Wan not wanting to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but um it it's fascinating because I think that's the one thing that unites us in so many different ways is yeah. the way that we're able to view Star Wars, understand Star Wars, it doesn't have to be the same. We're watching the same thing. And we can respect each other's opinions, unless it's something ridiculous surrounding Jar Jar and him being a Sith Lord. That's the only thing I will ever complain about. But other than that, other than that, we... I mean, you're you're asking some Star Wars fans <laughs> to not only respect others' opinions, but to keep their mouth shut about their own opinion. That's kind of hard to do. Yeah. Is this because I brought up Darth Jar Jar? No, it's I'm actually being serious. Like, <laughs> okay. You're you're asking I'm half asking it. Cuz yeah, everyone's going to have their own opinions about whatever. Yeah. And that's fine. Don't try and make it a What's the word I'm looking for? Well, you don't want it to make it an online spectacle like we've seen yeah. on sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. You know? You start pulling everybody into it, and you start really ruining a lot of sides of the fandom. And we've seen that in different parts of, of Star Wars. It's, it's really oh, online I, bowling. I it's, can't it's even basically imagine, what it is. I can't even yeah. imagine how terrible it'll be if Revan is in the High Republic, which I'm still pretty sure he's going to be in the High Republic. Right. Right. And because it's not the correct era that it is, Disney's just going to be ruining Revan even more, apparently. And that will be the bridge that we will cross that is slowly burning with oil on it. <laughs> is it still burning? What, 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 what a dark take, Robin. <laughs> What's that? I said, what a dark take. Hey, you got to start with darkness to be able to find the light. You know? Kind of, yeah. kind of like oh, the, the, o- the other thing I it- did like about... <laughs> Thank you for that. The other thing I liked about the episode before this one yeah. was when Ahsoka put her hands on Rex's head and said, I am one with the force, the force is with me. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Dude, the that Rogue was really One cool. connection. And yeah. the fact that Rex started saying it too was really cool. Oh, that line mm. means so much in Star Wars. That is probably one of the most underrated catchphrases. Besides, may the force be with you, that is one of the better catchphrases yeah i i like it better it should be used more often i agree there's so much to it there's so much more to it and i think it's going to be one that we're going to see show up in different areas at some point imagine just imagine ahsoka and the mandalorian saying it oh wow oh wow (laughs) dude you're making so listen this will be our last Thing that we will discuss here this evening because I think it plays into and is a perfect transition to what you just said, Sean, which is Mandalorian season two is coming up just around the corner. And 
I think one of the most fascinating things with this upcoming season is that, number one, we left off on freaking Moff Gideon holding the Darksaber, which uh, I I think we're going to have a lot of story to tell when it comes to that. And don't be surprised if Marvel Comics doesn't jump on that um, at some point, and we get more announcements around that. But for you guys, I'm going to start with Andrew on this one, and then I'll leave it off with Sean. Um, for, For Mandalorian Season 2, I feel like we're going to be, of course, going on this journey um, with Din and uh, the child, the the the, uh, the the child itself. I was going to say Baby Yoda, but I'm not even going to put myself in that category right now. Um, the child itself and trying to find Baby where Yoda. it comes from. Baby, thank you, Sean. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you said that kind of like extra credit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> extra credit. But... um. You know, this is going to be a real journey that he is going to go on. And I said it to Jeff Cagle. You guys can listen to that podcast. Is basically when the Mandalorian, Mandalorian leader looked at him and said, it is your destiny to get this child and find out where it's from. And then she says, this is the way. Basically, Din was like, shit. Damn it. Now I'm responsible for this kid. <laughs> <laughs> so now he is. Now he is. And he has to go and find where it is from so for you andrew what are some of your highly anticipated things that not expectation wise but things that you think would play very well into the mandalorian season two that you think wow if you had that moment you'd be like huh okay i see what dave and john are doing here and i like it like is there something in particular they could do with these characters and the story that would really pique your interest um, more on well, clearly there was a second siege of Bandalore, so more on that. Mm-hmm. Um, more on there's a bigger picture with the remnants of the Empire. Someone is pulling the strings. I don't think mm-hmm. it's necessarily Palpatine pulling the strings, right? And I've been thinking this for a while, and my friend and my friend Mike actually thinks that it could be a possibility too. That, granted, yeah, we don't know exactly where Ezra and Thrawn went, but mm. what if Thrawn is in command of what's going on right now, and Moff Gideon is pretty much doing his bidding right now? That would be fascinating. That, that would be really cool, mm. and that would bring in the Ahsoka and Sabine stuff. Right, because yeah. wherever Thrawn is, Ezra is most likely. Yes. Hmm. So that that's what would pique your interest with season two of Mandalorian is if we finally made those tie-ins. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's fascinating. How about you, Sean? For me, I would I want to see more of the dark saber and how and the connection between uh, moth how moth get it, of course, and mm-hmm. and because we know. And the last, we, the last person to have it was Bo-Katan. Yep. Yep. So I, I want to know, does she make an appearance or, or mm. do we have her as a, or mentioned by Ahsoka or something? Cause I feel like Ahsoka is going to be a big play with the saber. Right. Right. And the other thing I would really love to see more is, actually go to the planet where the child is and get more Yoda species. 
Mm. Don't say more the species. name, but, but see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More species, but don't say the name. Right. You had my mind. Gotta the mystery. <laughs> we got to keep the mystery. Yeah, of course. Of, co- yeah. of course. All right. Right. Oh, that'd be so cool. Well, be so Aso- well, then Ahsoka would be the only one that no, knew Yoda. True. Or knows Yoda. Knew. Knows? I don't know if he died yet. More new, but... New, yeah. Words are hard when we're pumped about Star Wars. Or How about you, Robin? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to keep it very simple, guys. I, I think the one thing with Mandalorian Season 2... That I need to see is the not only the explanation of the dark saber and how Moff Gideon got it, in particular, but um, I, I really want to see. I don't know if it will happen this season or in season three, but I really and people say that that episode was filler with the with the super high on a joint uh, ATST Walker um, in in the local village there. I don't. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call that episode filler, really. I know, and I and I feel like I think the it one, was of the one most... it was actually one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely one of the better episodes of that of the season. Yeah, and I think the one thing about it too is the way that we were left off on that planet, and the way that the Mandalorian left that village. Mm-hmm. It seems like at some point he will return to that village again, whether it's at the end of this entire thing. Or whether once, it's midway or in season two. Once his mission's over, he'll probably go back to that planet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, my hope is that we we see it, but I see where you guys are coming from too. Where it's like, no, wait until he's done with his mission, he can return there um, and keep peace, keep peace within that part of the galaxy at that time. Um, there's so much room for them to play with. So much room. Okay, here's a question. Mm. Do we see the child and the Mandalorian part ways this se- next season? Huh. Or do we keep If them- we do, it'll be the last episode. Right. Right, because then season three would have to take a totally different switch to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like they I feel like they should. Because I Okay. It would it would make much more sense if we don't want to have the same thing over and over for a season. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't really play out the child for more than two seasons. I, I can see that. It, it's it's really meant to jump I want to say this, but it's his it's, journey, not the child's journey. Right. The child is used as a way to jumpstart Din's story as the Mandalorian. It gives him purpose. It gives him a journey to go on. And that if we are able to get the child to where they are from to its people at that point then din can say great job awesome but what is the one thing that we have learned between season twos and season threes star wars rebels resistance clone wars anything that by the time season three hits the the tables have turned in a very different way it 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 amps up even more so mm. it, I see where you're coming from that on Sean. It, it, it's, it's super important that at that point we see a switch and we say, whoa, Din's got even a bigger thing he's got to deal with. And they got to be, I, I'm going to say it. They've got they've to be got careful to be with how far they butted up next to um, the force awakens. They got to look at that timeline and the stuff that happened with mm. resistance in particular and say, hold on, how much time do we have to play with here? How much time? Exactly. 
Yeah. What, what, what were you going to say, Andrew? I was just breathing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Vader breath. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I do want to um, yes. say something. Sure. Um, if you have Jedi Fallen Order, definitely uh, start playing it again. Uh, because not only did it add New Game Plus, where you can still play with all your unlocked stuff and where the level you're at now, it has a battle arena mode. I'm not exactly wow. sure what... Like, bat- like Battle Royale kind of thing? Yeah, pretty much. Like, seeing how long you can survive with so many like waves of enemies and stuff like that. Oh, it's, like, it's kind of like Call of Duty Zombies kind of thing. Yeah, in a way. Um, like, mm. it would start with, like, probably Stormtroopers, other monsters, and then the Inquisitors and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and the other thing, you get the Inquisitor outfit and the red lightsaber crystal for Cal Kestis as well. That's cool. That's, cool. That's neat. So, so, so many different things, so many different options now throughout the games. And uh, it's interesting. I think... Uh, I think we're heading into a very interesting time, guys. I think that you know. But Star I think gonna... Wars is dead. <laughs> Star Wars is gone. It doesn't exist. What are you talking about? Yeah, not know. dead yet. <laughs> Disney killed it. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy sealed the nail in the coffin with. Whatever she did, I don't know what don't, she did. Don't, don't, the only thing stars could be killed by is the coronavirus. Just kidding. Wow, wow, that's dark, but it's actually fairly accurate. Yeah, uh, that's wow. Okay, and on that dark note, uh, <laughs> well, I'm so sto- I'm sorry. <laughs> no, actually, I kind of like that kind of ending. Um, listen, guys, we are at the end of this episode on may the 4th of course thank you to all those who have participated throughout the day on the brick city blockade all of you out there you know who you are so many great episodes are going to be uploaded tonight and tomorrow of course reflecting on this day uh i'll tell you guys this is probably the one day i i can't remember us doing this many shows and this much content within a day in a very long time um and, and it's so great um, for all of our supporters out there, all the blockaders, Patreon patrons uh, every month um, who, who chip in a little bit to make this possible. Um, we want to say thank you to all of you um, for continuing to support this podcast, to con- for continuing to want to have these Star Wars di- discussions with us. Uh, it, it means so much to us. So um, we, we just want to say from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. And uh, may the fourth be with you as always. Um, but it's not a podcast, guys, until we do this one little thing. And that one little thing is a little thing we like to call. I was just having it have that awkward silence. <laughs> yeah, actually, that would have been a. Yeah, it would have been interesting if we did that. But anyway, let's. Uh... Well, we, can, we can edit it. <laughs> edit. I don't know what that word means. Um, Act- actors. Actors. Uh, Mr. Sean Misha, where can the good people find you across social media? You guys can follow me on Twitter, Sean Misha One, Instagram at It's Zone Z. Follow my music at Bandcamp, Bandcamp, and SoundCloud. Awesome, Mr. Andrew Garrish. Where can the good people find you across the Sashmi? 
You can find me on Instagram at Andrew62592, Twitter, AGarish1, uh, YouTube at Commander Nerd, and Facebook, Andrew Burton Garish, and follow um, the group page for Words of the Wills, which will be back at some point, uh, figuring out how to really do it because I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure face pretty sure Facebook Live is still out of the question because it doesn't yeah. have to bring a guest on. Oh wait, no, it added it back on today. <laughs> of course. Oh, it does. oh. <laughs> how nice. What are the What are the chances? Yeah. Um, That's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> Words of the Wills will be back soon. Um, yes, just stay safe. Like Robin said in the IG Live video, wear a mask. I don't care if you have to make it, if you have to pull your shirt over your face, whatever. Wash your fucking hands. <laughs> Wash your hands. Um, I love it. Even if you do a little pump, pump, and squirt, uh, make sure you wash your hands after. Um, The way you said it sounded hilarious. Pump up and squirt. (laughs) Oh, 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 okay. All right. Oh, my goodness. All right. This is uh, is getting interesting. Robin, it sounds like um, you make those sounds a lot. Uh, you guys yeah, can pump, follow pump, me over on Twitter. <laughs> you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Also, make sure to check us out over on Facebook. Give us that like. T Public to Rock the Network. We got brand new designs up there for you guys to check out right now. They're on sale for 14 bucks for the next 12 hours. So make sure to pick those up. Those help support the podcast network and keep the feed running and very simple. iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, which is actually iTunes. Uh, SoundCloud, all those great podcast listening apps. Give us a thumbs up on an episode. Subscribe, rate, comment. All that good stuff keeps the feed rolling. And we'd love to hear what you guys think about our always, always terrible Star Wars discussions that we have and uh, uh, totally off-topic questions uh, that we ask this uh, throughout these podcasts. I mean, they're just they're just terrible, aren't they, guys? Yep. Yes. Wow, that was a resounding yes. Uh, not what I was expecting, but anyway. I mean, uh, no, they're <laughs> talks and everything like that. No, they're still they're still fucking bad. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for listening here to the Brick City Blockade podcast. Our May the Fourth be with you episode, and until next time, it's not a podcast until we say this: May the Fourth be with you. Be with you. Forever? Mm-hmm.